Welcome to Oklahoma High School Warhood Scripted. I'm Alexi Morales and today I'm with the head of the science department, Virgil. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. So how's teaching this year been? Difficult, to say the least. Different, challenging. It takes an entirely different approach. So it's been hard, I think, for teachers, just like it's been hard for students. What does being the head of the science department mean to you? To me, it means that I need to act as a liaison between the other science teachers and administration and help get their questions answered and help support them in their ways they want to support their students. So basically, I, I just try to help them make their jobs a little easier. Your job more difficult? Oh, of course, like anything else, it, it adds extra responsibilities, but it also provides me with the opportunity to do some things that I think the science department needs, you know, um, like I was involved in helping get that new science building going and in executing a grant that got uh, us a lot of new equipment. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff's a lot of work, but it's well worth it for the, the teachers and the students. What are some successes and some failures that you've seen in the science department this year? This year, I think a success is that we're all still here. Our science teachers are still showing up every day and they are absolutely, you know, providing opportunities to their students to learn. A lot of them are going above and beyond to try to engage with students and connect with them and give them opportunities to grow their science knowledge without trying to overwhelm them with the difficult situation. So everyone knows that this distance learning is hard and it's not perfect. Um, there's always room for improvement like anything else. We, they have done an excellent job of just showing up and working really hard to do their very best. What changes have you made to the department? I haven't made any specific changes necessarily because th those have been very much school-wide endeavors. So things like all of us working together to figure out what we should be doing in classes and what we shouldn't, providing them with you know the information that comes from the district level or the administration level of what our guidelines should be and what we're teaching and how we're teaching, like when are we doing Google Meets and how are we taking attendance and how are you presenting information and how much time Time you're giving for students. So those have been largely school-wide. Obviously, as as the school or the district makes policies on things like accepting late work, I hope the other science teachers understand, you know, why that's important and what we need to do to accommodate that. And the most difficult thing you have to deal with you and your students. For me and my students, I think it's very different difficulties. I can't speak for my students. I think that they each have their own challenges and as unique to every single student. You know, some students have internet challenges, other students have challenges with being able to carve out the time to focus on school. Uh, you know, it, there's all kinds of challenges for students. For me personally, my biggest challenge has been what I love about teaching is is developing relationships with my students and watching them and helping them get excited about learning biology. And that has, and having very intense and in-depth class discussions. That's a very regular occurrence normally in my classroom. And that has been virtually non-existent this year. I've had to think of other ways to try to engage students. And mostly it's hard for me because I know from experience how important that is to student learning and student engagement and their excitement about what material is being presented to them. 
And I know that the students this year are missing out on that. What's something that you miss? Seeing them in all their teenage splendor. <laughs> you know, whether they're excited about learning something one day and then angsty and angry about something the next day and, and just getting to know them and, and seeing them to take on whatever is going on in their lives and still engage in, in learning and learning to value their learning and just getting to know my students. It's, you know, I, I don't, I don't get to do that this year. For me, one of the best things about teaching is that it, it keeps my hope for the future solid because no matter what I see going on in the world and society, I know from personal experience, there are really, really great kids that are going to grow up and move things forward because I see them and I teach them and I see them ask questions and I see them think critically and I see them learn and that just makes me know that the future is going to be okay and I don't get to see that as much this year. Is the department excited about the hybrid learning? That's a very complex question. Because of our restrictions and because we can only accommodate students one day a week for each student, it's we're not sure yet. I guess the benefit that will provide versus the inconsistency and how much harder it's going to be. There are staffing challenges because of substitutes and other issues. We are a little worried whether or not we'll be able to focus on teaching because we're going to be doing in person, but they still have to be through the virtual classroom. And there are some students that are staying fully virtual. So the classes will largely still stay online. We hope it's going to be better for kids emotionally and mentally to be able to see us, you know, and, and see each other a little bit. We fear that it'll make education harder. And, you know, it's never been done before. I, we, the younger grades have done it, but it'll look different at the high school. And so we just don't know. Do you think that students will benefit grade-wise? Like improving their grades? Mm -hmm. There are some students, certainly, who very much value seeing their teachers and being able to ask their teachers questions, need their teacher support directly. That's why teachers are important, so I think that will help. And if they're here on campus, at least for that one day a week, they've got nothing else to do but to focus on their, their school. And I think that'll help, and I'm hoping that'll help. I hope so. You know, I think that remains to be seen, but I hope so. <laughs> what challenges do you think the hybrid schedule will bring? Safety is a real issue. We will do everything we possibly can to keep everyone safe. But this school is not set up to handle the kind of safety guidelines that we're being asked to handle. Social distancing in the hallways, I don't even know how that's gonna happen. Worried about getting teenagers and even sometimes adults to take the masks seriously. It'll be on our campuses. It already is for those schools that are open. And what that means for teachers and their health or the, the families of students or students that have health issues that are at higher risk. That worries me. I think this is a tough year. <laughs> you know, I think everyone can admit that. <laughs> Do you have any tips for students, parents, or maybe like other teachers? You know, stay flexible. Try to stay positive. It's hard. More than anything, I wish people just really dug deep for compassion right now and tried to understand that what they're going through is tough and what the person across from them is going through is tough. Just be more flexible, be more kind. Try to not let your frustrations get the best of you. Try to do your best every day. And then if you don't one day, that's okay. Pick up and, and do better the next day. Just keep at it. Every day, get something accomplished. Yeah, is there anything else you would like to say to your students? I have, on the whole, such an amazing group of students. Even in all the challenges and, and that I don't get to engage, I. 
it makes me so sad because I know there's so many of them that I would so love to get to know better this year that I haven't been able to. And, and I just can see that there's, even through the, the computer, I can see they're so great. And they, on the whole, they are doing the work I'm asking them to do. Very lucky in the classes I get to teach. I have good students, you know, um, just that value their education, putting the effort into it because it is important to you. And I'm just so proud of them for working so hard at it in such tough times. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And this is Alexi Morales signing off on War. What's up, everybody? It's me, Hector Lozano, here with another episode of War Whoops. And today, we have an extra special guest, the head of the music department, Mrs. Rogers. And today, I guess we're just sort of going to talk about how things are going this year for the music department and whatnot. So, Mrs. Rogers, how have things been? <laughs> it's been a challenging year um, in what most, what, mostly what we do are ensembles playing and singing. Um, and those things are difficult, uh, remote learning. So we have all had to find a way to modify our curriculum and emphasize uh, musicianship and uh, basic music skills, things that we cover during the year, but they're covered in the process of singing or playing our instruments. So we've had to figure out new ways and come out with new ways to instruct that remotely. Mm -hmm. um, and because singing and playing instruments remotely <laughs> with the varying internet speeds around town, uh, playing together is, is hard, so the students, when we do play together or sing together, they have to have their microphones off, so we really don't get to hear them other, on in, uh, other than doing individual assessments, and then we get to hear them. So modifying our curriculum has been the biggest challenge. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you, so singing together, you all have your, mute, your mics muted. Yes. So that's interesting, because <laughs> I'd imagine, right, part of singing together is like, sort of getting feedback, seeing how you fit in with everybody else. Right. So I guess that's something that's just sort of lost. Right, that, that sense of ensemble we're not able to accomplish remotely. Um, the corollaries have begged me and begged me, and they're like, can we just try to sing with everybody unmute their mics? Well, there's almost 60 of them. Mm -hmm. So just when every, all 60 unmute their microphones, the background noise, the computer noise, that it was crazy. We finally did get the song started, and we didn't make it very far before everybody was laughing because it was absolute chaos. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So. In theory, right? We're coming back to school January fourth. Once we get back to school, then will you, will you guys be able to sing? Will we have enough room to sort of spread out within <laughs> that, the room? That's interesting. Yeah, Mr. Wickersham and I met yesterday because of the size of my ensembles, even dividing them into three cohorts it's too many students to fit in this classroom. Mm. So we're going to move the two choirs to the old gym. So we'll be in the old gym where we can spread out uh, more than the six feet mandate. Mm. And because we can do that, we will probably be able to sing with masks on uh, having rehearsal in the old gym. So All we'll right. actually get to sing together for the first time. So that'll be good. That's, yeah. a, that's a good solution. Just move yeah. to a bigger room, right? Just a bigger room, yeah. So how, so do you know how other things other than the choir are handling it? So uh, Mr. Royce and Mr. Broyles, Mr. Royce is our orchestra director, Mr. Broyles is uh, the band director, they're both doing the same thing. They've found other ways to work on musicianship uh, remotely, still practicing instruments, still working on songs that we'll play together, um, and then assessing the students' playing abilities and technique and all those kinds of things, uh, finding, finding those different ways, and they're both doing that. Mr. Royce 
has been able to bring in small groups. He's had small groups of students come in and play uh, because they can actually play inside. Um, it's been very recently that they will, that the CDC and uh, National Federation of High School Sports and Activities released an aerosol study that said uh, choirs and band can play inside uh, with masks on um, if you can go six feet apart, which is hard. Um, that's just been in the last month. And then also, good luck playing a trumpet with a mask on, right? <laughs> right. And you have to, and the other uh, challenge for band is not only do you have to wear a mask, but you have to have a cover over the bell. Um, University of Colorado, Colorado State did an aerosol study for projection of aerosols from singers and instrumentalists. And uh, their suggest their recommendations way last summer were bell covers and instrument covers. And so when they're playing their instruments, they're wearing a mask and they're covering their instrument to reduce the aerosols. Does that affect the sound substantially? Oh, it, it does affect the sound greatly, mm. yes. Well, rip for those guys, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, band would yeah. be, be tough this year. I have some friends who are in band, right? And right. For whatever reason, I guess the class is difficult. I know one of, actually I know two friends who were failing band earlier this year. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just a challenge because many of these students that are in band, choir, and orchestra have been doing it since they were in sixth and seventh grade. Mm. So they're used to a normal routine, and, you know, our normal routine has been turned upside down. I think, you know, that's most of what I had to ask you. So okay. thank so you very good. much for doing the interview, and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye. Ms. Stillman, the head of the math department at Elko High School. Ms. Stillman, what's it like being the head of the math department? Hi. I want to clarify, Mr. Sarbacker and I share the responsibility. Um, <laughs> and so we kind of work together on, on doing that. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the people that I work with. And it is challenging because I think math has a lot of requirements that maybe some other classes don't have. Mm -hmm. And we have the EOC and then a big part of the ACT score comes from math and a lot of the pressures on the kids to do well in math. So, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of emphasis on math and it makes it a little more stressful for, I think, kids and teachers. <laughs> What's your favorite thing while sharing the head of the math department? I just honestly like being able to kind of get everyone together and see ideas. We try to, you know, a lot of the time there's administrative stuff like just with as far as things that have to be done that are required. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of fun stuff where we can share ideas and tell each other, you know, this is working well for me, uh, especially with the online. We've been trying to do like what materials work well for us, what online tools that we found that work really good. And we try to share that. And I mean, with COVID, you know, I mean, when somebody's out, we've all been helping each other with with different things that have to get done. And so I think it's, it's just nice to help each other. But it, it, if you have the one person that you know, can talk to everybody, then it makes it a little bit easier centralized as far as communicating ideas to everybody else. And how long have you been um, sharing the head of the math department? Either been two years or three years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't remember. So, I, think, I, think, I think it's two years. <laughs> so what's been the major change from going like the math department in school, knowing your students, like being able to like be like, hey, I know some students don't work well with this, but now that you don't have that connection with students, is it harder being the head with online school? It's different. I think it's very different just because 
we don't get to see the kids in person as much. Mm -hmm. And so I think everybody in our department is very caring and I think we've tried to get to know our kids the best we can. But the only thing is there's, there's definitely more, like at the start of the year, we didn't have very many online resources. So a lot of our, you know, Sarbacher and I's time, we were, we were trying to find resources that teachers could even use that had like videos pre-made and, and just trying to tie in with what professional de development was doing with us. It's, it's just been a lot of kind of trying, I think collaboration, all of us, the whole math department, just trying to, you know, work together to find a good way of doing like things. Like a lot of trial and error. Oh yeah. And like with grading even, just bouncing ideas off, like, you know, how many lessons are you getting through in a week? Um, how many assignments are you giving? Just trying so that there's at least some consistency and, and just curriculum, you know, just even because we knew online was going to move a lot slower, we knew that we were going to have to adjust what we could get to. And so kind of like Algebra 1s went together, Algebra 2s, and we just kind of, you know, we didn't get to meet very much, but through email, we talked a lot about, okay, what's really important? You know, what's the lessons that we should absolutely hit? And, you know, things like that. Is it rewarding being ahead of the department? Oh, it is. It's really fun. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's very, to me, I, I don't do good with stress. <laughs> So I, I have a hard time because I want I want everything perfect. And so if somebody comes to me with an issue for the math department, then I want to solve it right then. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes it does. It just has to kind of take a pause. And, and when I can get to it, I can get to it. And so um, I think sometimes that's hard. Some schools, department heads, they actually have like an extra prep hour that's only for their work on the department and we don't have that and so it's not that it's that bad but it's just that that it ends up being you know just extra work sometimes that you have to squeeze in like trying to balance it and yeah. everything yeah with the online stuff knowing it's like your students can't come up and tell you be like hey this isn't really working for me can you help would you prefer if like students came to you through email and be like hey this isn't working, is there anything else we could find? Like, would you like the students to be involved with you at this point with it being online? I would I would love more attendance at live meets because I think that's the way that we can really reach out mm -hmm. and a lot of the kids haven't been attending. So I think that's something that would really help. I know that part of it was just kind of people not wanting to be on camera and then the fact that we had to record and I know that made some people uncomfortable, but because I, at first, you know, I was doing like little games and things mm -hmm. and Mentimeters and Jamboards and, and trying to get kids involved. And as the numbers go down, you know, with attendance, then it changes what you can do in a live meeting. Yeah. You know, you can't really play a Jeopardy game very well. You know, I, I played Jeopardy with two kids one time. <laughs> And I think they had fun and it was a little different, but at the same time, if we'd had everybody there, it would have been a lot more fun. I think that would help make a better connection for teachers and kids. How do you become the head of a department in a school district? Are you like voted in or is it like a seniority thing? It's kind of a who's old and has been here longer. <laughs> Basically, Sarbacher had more years of teaching, but I had more years at Elko High. And so it was kind of, he, he's definitely had more experience with being in Vegas and, and I think he had maybe eight or nine years in Vegas, I think. I cannot he imagine here. teaching Vegas kids. <laughs> Seeing them in debate, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. And so he, I think he, re, I think his family really enjoyed the move up here. 
but I think it's just it's it's mainly just kind of a kind of a leadership thing just being able to say hey I've got a lot of years if you have questions come see me it's not very official I mean it's not I have no authority <laughs> and I don't get paid more <laughs> it is mainly just for you know anybody that maybe hasn't taught as long they can come to me and just say hey what do you do and I think it is nice to have the unification as far as if communication has to go out, then you know WIC can say, "Hey, Steelman, tell the math department," and it it just makes it easier. I didn't even know there was departments until like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, "Departments <laughs> for what?" <laughs> yeah, and it is. I mean, I mean, it, at Elko High, it's really laid back. Some schools, I think, take their department chairs very seriously. You know, it's. They get an extra prep, they get an extra pay, they get extra whatever. Elko's really laid back, and that's nice. I don't want a high pressure added on. <laughs> and so... <laughs> well, thank you so much for this. You're welcome. This is all I need. <laughs> Hello, this is Richard Ferrex with War Hoops, and today I am interviewing Mrs. Guthrie. And she is the head of the social studies department, is that correct? That is correct. Thank you for joining me, Mrs. Guthrie. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing mighty fine. Thank you. So, Mrs. Guthrie, what's it like being head of the social studies department uh, here at EHS? Well, it just it gives me a little more opportunity to interact with the teachers that I work with in the social studies department. So usually once a month we have a meeting. Sometimes every two weeks we'll have a meeting dependent upon things that we need to discuss as a department. And we talk about different things that we're doing in our classes, things that are working effectively, things that are maybe not working that we need a little bit of help with. We talk about you know upcoming events. Obviously this year a lot of our conversations have been with success successes um, and failures on online teaching, what we can do to improve our teaching and getting that content to the students. And we've spent some time talking about what our teaching will look like when we get to the hybrid model. You know, speaking of problems and good things with the hybrid schooling, how is your department coping and what are they doing about it? Well, we've been, obviously, as you know, we've been spending a lot of time teaching on our computers. We've all kind of struggled with being on camera, if you will, you know, during the week, it's been cut. It's different than when we're with students live. Sometimes I forget what I'm talking about when I'm looking at the computer. We're adjusting, making changes, and we're learning and adapting just as the students are learning and adapting. So we're learning technology. That's probably the basics of it is we're learning some new technology and new ways to use that technology. Do you think the other social studies teachers are feeling the same way? Absolutely. What do you do specifically in your classes? Well, I teach U.S. government, American government. So right now we've been, we've spent the past semester or, you know, the nine weeks so far looking at, you know, the history of the Constitution. We were looking at constitutional amendments, the Bill of Rights. We've really been focused on the Bill of Rights. So we're looking at the history and then next semester the students will look more at, you know, the three branches of government and how they function and interact with one another. Um, so we're kind of getting the basics of government right now. So, it's a very interesting uh, way. Why did you choose to teach government? I've always loved history. My first college degree is in history and political science. And I've always loved history, geography, 
government because I enjoy learning about those subjects myself. I feel like it's really a good thing if you enjoy the subject that you're teaching. It does make it a little hard to teach with our current situation, wouldn't you say? It does. How do you think you are going to feel when we go back to hybrid? <laughs> In January, on January 4th. I think hybrid will be interesting. I've been on a number of committees, a committee between Elko High School and Spring Creek High School, and we're looking at how we can open the schools in the hybrid setting and make things very consistent between the two schools. I've been on the committee here at Elko High School with parents and administrators and the other department heads, and we've been looking at how opening the school will be. Plot twist, I won't be participating in the hybrid model because I will be retiring before Christmas break. Oh, should I say congratulations or I'm sorry? Both, both. Congratulations. Um, I've been teaching for 30 years. That's a long time. And... Um, it's maybe it's time to go. I'm sad. I'm going to miss students, especially my students this year that I didn't get to actually see face to face. I've seen a lot of, you know, screen time with my students or pictures of my students on the screens because they don't turn their cameras on. But once we went back to a hybrid situation, I wouldn't be able to, I would be too exposed to students and germs, um, COVID primarily. And my, my parents and my sister have um, you know, or older and have some health conditions that would not allow me to see them if I was exposed to students. Well, congratulations, and I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. I don't think you've seen the last of me. I think my retirement will be just a pause. And so you think I'll, you'll be coming back at some point? Um, I won't come back to Alpha High School, I don't think, but I, I do anticipate being able to teach again maybe at some point. That was quite a plot twist, wouldn't you guys say? <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for joining me, Mrs. Guthrie. You're welcome. And thank you for your contributions to EHS. Thank you. Thank you. This was Richard Ferrix, over and out. Uh-huh.